Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. 97.1 FM Talk. This is Wiggins America. I've been looking forward to all weekend our conversation with Nico Moran, who has been on the show before. So welcome back, Nico. Happy to be here, man. Thank you for having me back. So your time with uh, Swan, Swan Bitcoin has been very valuable in explaining a lot of what, you know, this is a big world that we're we're talking about with finance and the way things are changing and with digital currency in general and Bitcoin. And I, you know, Trump was in the news recently for saying, and, and lots of other people have said this too, but he, you know, he made some headlines recently saying, if I'm president, we will not allow a central bank digital currency. Now, when he said that, something popped into my mind that I thought, I think I know what that means, but I'm not exactly sure. So that's why I said, let's have Nico Moran from Swan Bitcoin back on to kind of explain, at least in layman's terms, what is a central bank digital currency? Yeah, so a central bank digital currency is essentially, in my opinion, the government's attempt to maintain control over money. Uh, I think they see Bitcoin and the rise of other digital currencies as a as a threat to their system. And because Bitcoin is fully decentralized, they can't just really, you know, flick the switch. So what they're hoping for is to roll out these central bank digital currencies as quickly as humanly possible for them to be able to maintain the privilege of being able to create money for free that everyone else has to work for. So in the United States, we have multiple different payment platforms, whether it's Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, Zelle, there's so many of them. And one of the arguments from the current administration as to why central bank digital currencies are necessary is to improve the efficiency of payments. I don't know about you, but all those platforms make payments extremely efficient in the United States. The real, in my opinion, the real uh, push for these CBDCs, again, is for the government to continue to try to hope to maintain control or their monopoly on not only the creation of money, but also also the flows of money. Think about it this way, because these CBDCs have already been rolled out in, uh, in mainland China. It would allow the government to essentially turn off your money at a moment's notice, it would allow them to install social controls. And essentially what that means is, let's say you you behave badly in the eyes of the government, they could penalize you, right? Uh, Your money having an expiration date. There's so many uh, reasons as to why a central bank digital currency is not only necessary, uh, it it could lead to so many abuses by government. Okay, so explain to me, I, I think I follow you, but the, what I can't get my head around is that when I spend money now, 
so much of it is digital that I don't really get the difference between having a digital dollar versus having what this is a central bank digital currency. Is this a new kind of currency? Because so many things I do are already digital anyway. So you hit the nail on the head, right? It's like, wait a second, hold on. Like I already, I don't really have cash. I have, you know, my debit card. I have my account. Like everything that I do is digital, right? You hit the nail on the head. Where's the necessity for this? Mm. But to answer your question directly, essentially, instead of you having a relationship with your bank and your bank is the custodian of your money, you would essentially have a direct account with the Fed itself. You would have a direct account with the government itself. Essentially, the government would be the bank. And, uh, you know, I think history has shown many, many examples as to why that would be a terrible idea. Uh, so essentially, that's what it that's what it would be. You would have a direct account with, uh, you know, with uh, with the government. You would have a direct account with uh, with the central bank. And essentially, they would function as your bank. They would function as your custodian. But again, it, it goes back to my original point. Why is that necessary? I, it, I don't really understand why that's necessary. We have efficient payments. We have uh, private companies that are trying to tackle this problem. But my opinion, and this is actually a paper that was released a couple years ago, central bank digital currencies are a response to the adoption of Bitcoin. They're a response to the adoption of alternative, uh, alternative platforms that the government doesn't control. The head of the European Central Bank, her name is Christine Lagarde, she calls Bitcoin and alternative currencies, she calls them an escape valve. Central bank digital currencies, the government's last attempt, it's like their Hail Mary attempt in order to maintain their control and their monopoly over money. Interesting. Okay, so if uh, so, Bitcoin comes out, and we can say confidently, at least I think, that there is no inflation, or if it's if there is, there's a very very small sustained inflation with Bitcoin, with new ones being created all the time. Is that accurate? Yeah. So it's so Bitcoin is a deflationary currency, meaning about every four years the supply gets cut uh, cut in half, meaning the supply that's being. Uh, the supply that's being mined, the supply that's being actively uh, put onto the market, that supply gets cut in half every four years. There's no other asset that offers uh, that. Offers that. Uh, if, if you compare that to fiat currency, there's an unlimited amount, really. There's no limit to how much more money they can print, right? There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. And because there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin, it creates absolute scarcity. That's why Bitcoin has been the best performing asset of the last 10, 15 years, because it's for the first time in human history, even if people wanted to mine more Bitcoin, get more Bitcoin, they physically couldn't because of the current protocol rules. If you compare that with gold, gold is pretty scarce. But the thing is, if the price of gold rises, the, manufacture, the, the mining of gold also increases with it. If the price of Bitcoin rises, it doesn't matter. The supply stays the same. The amount of Bitcoin being mined, no matter what, gets cut in half every four years. And that creates a situation where you have the most scarce asset in human history. Get more at 971talk.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.